0: All right, thank you so much for tuning in to Forward Thinking Founders. This is the podcast where we highlight undiscovered talent. We're scanning Y Combinator, Pioneer, Product Hunt, Twitter, Indie Hackers, all these different networks to find really interesting founders and interesting projects and startups. And we feature them on the podcast before you've probably heard of any of them. And what's great about this is you get to follow along on their journey as they become more and more successful and say, I knew them when. So thank you so much for tuning in to Forward Thinking Founders and let's get into our next founder you haven't heard of, but you will. All right, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders where we're talking to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to have on Kelsey Abernathy, Dan Fusich, who are the co-founders of Algen Air. How's it going, guys? Welcome to the podcast.
1: It's going great. Thank you so much for having us. Appreciate it. Thank you.
0: Yeah, thanks for coming on. I am really interested in what you're working on, just because I've never... I don't know that much about the industry and kind of the solution. So I'm going to use this as a huge opportunity to learn a lot. And I feel like people listening are going to do the same. So to start... Uh, can one of you explain what you're working on?
2: Yes. So we are the co-founders of Algenair and we have developed the first natural air purifier that uses algae to reduce carbon dioxide indoors. And this product tackles the problem of indoor air pollution. So as buildings become more efficient, the way they do so is by recirculating the same air over and over, rather than paying to have the air from outside be brought in and heated or cooled. And as a result, the carbon dioxide levels in the building and in the room continue to rise. And this is a problem because it's it's bad for our health. It causes respiratory problems, you don't think as clearly, and you can have headaches as well. So traditional air filters don't remove carbon dioxide, which is why we created a product that can not only reduce carbon dioxide but produce oxygen and it does so as efficiently as 25 plants.
0: So, Right now, obviously, there's a big conversation. I mean, not just conversation. Like the whole world is uniting over this, like growing CO2 emission, you know, and trying to do what they can to lower that to, you know, um, stop the stop global warming or at least stop the stop the rate in which it's growing. But this is a issue that I've never heard about, but sounds very very real because if we're like that, all has to kind of go somewhere. So I'm kind of curious. When did you like? Tell me a little bit about the founding story. How did you get the idea? When did you know that 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 you wanted to work on this? And also, how did you guys you know start together? How, how, like, how, I guess let's let's hear a little bit about the founding story.
2: Yeah. So Dan and I are both PhD candidates. Uh, we met back in 2015. We're in the same grad program, uh, and we're both environmental scientists by training. So. When we entered grad school, I don't think either of us saw this as a uh, path that we would go down, Uh, but we went through this program called the Radcliffe Environmental Entrepreneurial Fellowship, and it essentially gives scientists the tools and the skills they need to take an idea from their research and turn it into a business. And this is really appealing uh, to both of us because it was the idea of taking an idea and actually creating something from that. And so after going through this program, we started talking, kind of realized that we had uh, an interest in pursuing this further, that we worked well together as a team, and that we both had a really uh, strong interest in algae. Um, Dan's research focuses on algae. I've, my research is aquaculture-based, so, we recognized all the potential algae had and wanted to share that with the public and use it to solve this problem that, like you said, many people aren't aware of
0: and let's talk about the problem. I've never heard about this problem before in the area that we're talking about, which is indoors. I always hear about it you know outdoors in the environment um, what So right now, what are the negative consequences of us doing nothing about it. Um, and is it like a problem in a household or is it more of a problem in a factory? I guess, where is the problem the biggest, uh, you know, if I, either you want to take that.
1: Yeah, for sure. And it's, it's, it's pretty scary, but it's problem. It's a problem in your house, uh, at your place of work, uh, in hotels, especially. So we have this, uh, CO2 meter that we carry around everywhere we go, whenever we're, uh, going to, you know, a pitch competition or, wherever we have, we have to stay in a hotel room. And, you know, you'll enter the hotel room. Actually, the, the limit for hotel hotel room, hotel rooms is 700 parts per million. Uh, in general, and uh, for pl- places of work, it's 1,000 parts per million. Outside of your window out there, uh, the parts per million of CO2 is about, you know, 400 or so, and it's rising uh, rather slowly. Uh, but, when we're actually inside of uh, our, our cubicle or when we're inside of our office or our bedroom, where we live, where we spend the most amount of our time, that CO2 can get regularly to 1,500 parts per million easily. I mean, it can be as, as high as you know, four or five times what's naturally occurring. And the problems with that is, you know, especially right now, we're concerned with uh, respiratory problems. Uh, but it can cause respiratory problems after prolonged exposure. It can also be, you know, a nuisance of, you know, you have a headache, and it does decrease worker productivity, which, of course, you're losing on your bottom line there. Uh, but as far as if you want to perform the best that you can, uh, have the most oxygen in your living space, uh, and avoid respiratory problems in the future, uh, it's a big issue that uh, you know um, the lead certification uh, process and energy efficient buildings something they're ignoring Uh, it's not great because the more energy efficient you get a building the indoor air quality just goes completely down because the state of the art is literally to uh, ventilate as little as possible just to stop us from barely getting sick and i think there's a better solution and you know studying algae uh, for my dissertation you know the algal community is so excited about what algae can do and how it can change the planet i mean it has done it before Uh, with the great oxygen uh, revolution it happened two and a half billion years ago Uh, these little algae the same algae that we use in our system literally created oxygen they pumped oxygen into the atmosphere and that's the only reason it's there Uh, so we've seen it change the world in the past and we're excited how it can improve our indoor air quality in the future
0: so i'd love to learn a little bit more about just algae in general i don't know much about it you know I know like what it looks like. Um, I know what I've learned so far in the conversation, but I guess it's, I feel like that's like that kind of, that whole world is full of of wonder and possibility. And like, there's like so many people working on it. And I know I'm, you know, not in that world. So I guess educate me like what, what makes algae so special? And
1: uh, yeah, just tell, talk to me about algae. <laughs> Sure, I'd love to. I do it too often sometimes, <laughs> but uh, well, now so you have an
0: invitation to do it. <laughs>
1: exactly. Uh, yeah, and and part of the whole exciting process uh, of this is kind of changing the perception of algae, not as a pest, but something that can you know improve our lives. Uh, but yeah, algae is the reason that plants are green. So the cyanobacteria, the algae that we use even in our unit, uh, that's a long, long time ago, uh, that went into another cell. This is endosymbiotic theory. And that's the reason that leaves are green. It's the reason why grass is green. Uh, So if you look at those organelles, those are actually little tiny cyanobacteria. Um, And and the advantage to to having algae rather than uh, a land plant and why they're so so much more efficient. I mean, orders of magnitude more efficient at carbon capture is because algae don't have to be supported by a root system or things to fight gravity. I mean, it's just a single solitary cell. And well, it's millions and millions of solitary cells. Uh, but they only really have like two jobs. They have to suck up carbon dioxide and they produce oxygen as a waste product for them. But of course, we need it. Uh, so we can harness the power of algae and reduce CO2 in our, in our office or in our, uh, our home. And we can increase oxygen there. I don't want to bore you with too yeah, much. Yeah, no,
0: it's, it's <laughs> interesting. It is interesting. I love one of the things I love about the podcast is there's like two, is I would say a lot of categories of founders, but like in a very simple level, I'll put people in two camps the camps where like I, it's an industry that like I understand and can jam on the industry, but maybe not learn that much, but like just jam. Then there's industries where like, I don't know anything and I'm here to learn. And that's this. And I love those because like, I wouldn't have even thought that LG could do any of these things, which is cool. But now I kind of want to transition to the product. So can you explain to people listening, what is it? What does it look like? What does it feel like? You know, I guess the user experience of the product, if someone was to go to a store and buy it, what would they get? And what, what would it do?
1: For sure, yeah. So we've got, uh, right now the Arium, uh, it's a tabletop unit. And I know for the listeners, but uh, they're not going to be able to see. But uh, I've got one right behind my shoulder here. Uh, I use one in my bedroom. And uh, it's a tabletop unit, uh, about the size of like a desk lamp. Uh, it sits on your tables on your table and it uses about uh, a liter and a half of, of media. And we grow algae in it. Uh, how it basically works is we take carbon dioxide rich air from inside of the room. Pump it into the arium and it meets millions and millions of algae cells. And those algae cells, again, they suck up carbon dioxide and they release oxygen, and they're really, really good at it. Uh, so, works incredibly simply uh, and elegantly. I think the I think the design uh, accents your home uh, instead of putting instead of looking like an air purifier that you know you'd want to hide. Uh, this is something we would like to display uh, in in the most traveled areas of your home and, and really be an accent to your home decor and it's actually making a difference in the way you live uh, so that's the area in a nutshell um and it takes about five minutes to change every two months and it's a lot easier than caring for 25 plants i'll, I'll tell you that
0: well my uh, my girlfriend's really into plants like really yep. into plants and i've like she's actually gotten me into them a little too um but i'm gonna run i'm gonna like tell her about this and see, maybe, maybe we'll get one or, you know, we'll learn more about it. So with the, and I don't, yeah. mean, I
2: don't to oh, you're good. Go for too
1: it. much, but uh, we love plants too. Uh, and actually you can use the, use the algae that you grow and you can recycle it as an all natural organic fertilizer because uh, nice. that's high in nitrogen, high in phosphorus. And we love plants too. Uh, we just, yeah. we just have a, uh, a system to, you know, work symbiotically with them.
0: Yeah, 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 for sure. That makes total sense. So I'm curious for both of you. I mean, I know software pretty well and like how to bring a software product to market, maybe, maybe even hardware if it has a, you know, a big time software focus, but I've no idea about what you're doing. I'd love to hear um, what you both do, like your activities day to day with, um, with this product and with the company, then I'd love to like to just dive a little more into the functions that each of you, you know, take on just cause it's like, I have no idea what you would even do during the day with this. Cause I'm, it's a different industry. So like, what are, what do both you kind of do or what are your responsibilities? And I'd love to dive in to like what your life looks like when you're building this.
2: Yeah. So the company is right now, just Dan and myself. So we are everything from the janitor to the CEO, depending on the day of the week or the hour of the day. And we've kind of, we really built this from scratch. It started out as a drawing on a napkin, this idea. And we applied to the fish food and farm tech accelerator uh, through Maryland. And they were the first ones to give us funding they started really helping us on the business side because as I mentioned, we were both biologists by training, so we don't have a strong business background. And through that, it's been really interesting because we've gotten to learn a lot and kind of take on skills and different roles in the company as we do that. So I would say for me on a day basis, I'm more on the business development side. So I do a lot of the, uh, we enter a lot of different pitch competitions and grants for funding sources, especially early on. And so I write a lot of the business plans. Um, I do the accounting, the finances, um, kind of the strategic, this is what we should be looking to do over the next week, month, and so on. And just kind of coordinating on that end. And then I'll let Dan talk about the things that he does.
1: Absolutely. Uh, It, there's a lot of, there's a lot of hats to wear. Uh, but depending on day to day, it could be something that from like product design. I mean, all like the logos, all the graphic design, uh, that was kind of, uh, more my crux. Any, any distributables we have, I'll, I'll, I'll pop onto illustrator in design or, you know, make a, make a new logo. I I've, I've, I've done, I'd say the, the large majority of that for the company, you know, kind of just taking it from the ground up and making a brand and, I, you know, I'm doing all I can, but, uh, you know. uh, so, so graphic design, uh, product design when we were going from taking a napkin. So, uh, Kelsey and I learned CAD, uh, got a 3d printer and we actually made this cobbled together thing. Uh, then we went over to a, uh, design firm, American bully manufacturing, uh, right here in Maryland. And we took them this thing that was held together by us with bubble gum and tape. And, uh, you know, we, we said, how can we make this and actually manufacture it? And they helped us tremendously. Um, and now day to day, it looks like, uh, growing algae, packing algae, making media, packing boxes and actually fulfilling the orders. Uh, we're in pre-orders right now on algynear.com. Uh, so we're, we're packing boxes and getting algae to our customers. And that's just been tremendously exciting. Uh, so yeah, it can look like a lot of different things day to day.
0: Yeah, definitely. I feel like that's the case for anything so early and so young Yep. I'm, Interested on two points on the BD side. Um, I'm actually curious about. You said you went through a uh, an accelerator, a like a plant farms accelerator in, in Maryland. Um, are you? Would you say that you? guys are on like a venture scale path like are you trying to like do a typical startup thing or um i guess what what do you think about not necessarily 10-year vision like vision for the product but just curious like this is pretty unique which means you probably have a lot of room to run and you don't have too much competition at least from my limited view i guess what you on a business side what's the business strategy for next like five years is it go big or is you know i don't know what what do you got what do you guys think
2: Yeah. So on the business side, this is, this is just the beginning. Uh, we see the Arium as kind of the first product on the market that's using algae in people's homes. Uh, and we want to grow that business uh, so far. We've, we've bootstrapped the whole thing. All of our funding is non-equity non-dilutive funding. We're hitting a point where to scale both manufacturing and on the product side, uh, we're gonna need to start taking on capital and enter the VC realm. And that's that's kind of exciting and daunting at the same time, but we've we've launched pre-sales, we've sold, we've gotten some traction and this will really allow us to uh, scale scale up the product on a manufacturing scale and on a larger scale, not just producing Arians. And Dan wants to talk about like the future products. For sure.
1: Sure. Yeah. So, so it's not just about areas and there are aeriums across the country that are cleaning air as we speak. And that's, that's all well and good. Uh, but really that's like just the beginning, right? We've seen algae change the world before and we know how it's going to change the future by combating indoor air pollution uh, because we can have a, have a, have an aerium that is, you know, one and a half liters and it, you know, cleans a one ten 10 by 12 room and that's all good. Uh, but in the future, we're thinking about multi-room solutions and, really living and breathing buildings uh, that, are, that, are, that are absorbing the CO2 that, you know, you've got hundreds of occupants throughout the day. They're, they're putting out CO2 and you'll have, you know, uh, flat panel bioreactors that are replacing your windows uh, where you're actually growing algae. You can look through, uh, through the culture and you can see this, this living wall of algae. Uh, and it, this is just the start, uh, actually integrating these algal installations into our architecture. Uh, is the future and we really see a future where people do integrate algae into their everyday lives uh, because it can help them in tremendous ways
0: yeah that's awesome uh, i love that a something that is a very interesting perspective for me doing this podcast because i talk i talked to tons of uh, founders you know in san francisco kind of in it all like Y Combinator or Pioneer or something like that. But I also talk to a very large chunk of founders, um, probably majority that are not kind of in that community. They're in Phoenix where I live or they're in Maryland or they're, you know, boss, so, somewhere else. And I love it just – it's just very interesting to see the, the – just to see the differences um, in like what people focus on, what they don't focus on, et cetera. I'm kind of curious for, for you – when you think about fundraising um, and going down the venture capital route, is it, do, you, do you feel like you're potentially at like a disadvantage because you're not in the Bay or is it an advantage or like, is there a knowledge gap? Like, I'm curious like, that the San Francisco is where at least a lot of tech startups and software startups raise capital. I'm just kind of curious how you think about it since you're not there. Um, I don't know. How do you think about raising capital being you know outside of the Bay?
2: Um, I would say, honestly, I hadn't really thought about that before. I think our focus was on so much early on, on bootstrapping and building a good product and not just a good product, but we wanted to build a product in Maryland. So our design firms in Maryland, our manufacturers in Maryland and our packaging company is here. And when it comes to turning to raising capital, We've applied to various pitch competitions and business land competitions throughout the country, which has been fantastic to get that exposure uh, in areas. We were actually just in Arizona uh, earlier this year. Uh, We're hopefully going to Texas sometime later in the year and maybe even Arkansas. We've been to Portland. It's, It's taken us all over the country, which has been fantastic. And we've gotten to meet investors at those areas. And so it's, a great way to branch out, but it we've never felt like we had to be in the Bay Area to raise any sort of capital or to get those investors interest.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I, I love it. Uh it's it's just I think there's a lot of people, including myself for a while, that just thought like, oh like you're trying to make a business happen, like gotta be an SF or or like the Bay Area or else, you know you can't. Um and what I'm learning over time where it's like it really is like if you're a good founder or a good like a founding team. Doesn't matter where you are, because you know you don't make money off investors. You know they make money off you. So if you're, you know, if you got something good, it doesn't matter where you are. And that's kind of something that I might maybe build products for in the future, like do something with. Which is like, no, you don't have to like, you know, leave where you're at to go to the Bay. You just got to be a dope founder, then they'll come to you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's the dream, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually
0: like it's so interesting how much of this stuff is mental and knowing that some norms aren't actually like norms um like when like before I, so I spent last summer or last uh winter three months in san francisco pitching a ton of vcs in an accelerator and before then i feel like i just didn't i just i just like felt like that was like the land of the gods like oh my god like whoo and uh, now is is now i'm just like I don't know if like I ever want to raise VC. I will if I need it. And it sounds like you guys are starting to need it, but it's just, I don't know, it's just a breath of fresh air talking to founders that are just kind of doing what they're doing, you know, not needing capital to make it happen. So I, so let's talk about a little bit about the future um, or actually a lot about the future. I'd love to hear um, if you can go into, I don't know, a the big vision for what you're doing. And Dan, you you, you touched on it. But if, if either of you or both of you can just like dream, you know, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, what does this company look like? What's your product line? What have you done? Um, and don't, you don't have to be realistic. Just like, you know, just tell me, tell me what could be possible if it worked.
1: Yeah, that's, that's exciting. Uh, and it's, it's, it's great too. And it gets me excited to think about where we're going, uh, not just Algenaire, but uh, kind of the market that we're trying to and I don't wanna sound pretentious, but trying to, trying to create a market uh, that it makes natural air purifiers that use algae. Uh, and that looks a little something like a one-room solution, you know, one single arium in your bedroom, uh, what have you. Uh, a multi-room solution that could be like a hanging panel bioreactor that you throw a couple screws in your wall, get an outlet, hang your, hang your actual uh, larger arium unit, right? And it's a flat panel photobioreactor it has, you know, it included light, and you get these these nice a uh, little bit of uh, simulated sunlight in, into a room that otherwise wouldn't have a window. So it's almost like a false window, and it's creating uh, a biological filter that scrubs CO2 and creates oxygen. And then the one that I'm most excited about, uh, and I know I know some other people are too, is uh, integration into architecture. Uh, so from the ground up. You're planning a building or even maybe retrofitting uh, others, but you're planning a building with these algal installations in them. So it could be as you're walking through a hotel lobby that there's a giant uh, column photobioreactor that's growing algae. It's removing CO2 and it's giving us oxygen, uh, perhaps for the entire hotel. Uh, that, that, that's really the future where, you know, we're replacing windows or maybe we're making fake windows uh, to, to put light where there wasn't light before. Uh, But, you know, uh, integrating these algal photobioreactors into architecture is something that gets me extremely excited because really that would help the most amount of people. Um, It would increase people's productivity and it would prevent them from having respiratory problems. Uh, And and with that forward thinking, uh, (laughs) great name for a podcast, Uh, with that forward thinking, I think we could help the most amount of people.
0: Well, my last question for both of you is going to flip that on its head, which is, you know, right now, I don't care how you can help people. I care how people can help you. You got all these people <laughs> listening to this episode. They're like, wow, I know the powers of algae now. You know, I, I, thanks to this company, thanks to these founders. Um, so, my question for both of you, and I'm going to encourage you both to answer with a different answer, even if it, you, you can get creative if you want, but what is an ask? <laughs> that you have for the listeners, uh, people listening to this episode. It could be directly to your business. It could be a high level theoretical, but I'd love for both of you to lay down and ask for the the
1: audience. Sure. I'll let Kelsey go first and I'll I'll do the tricky one when she takes my answer.
2: (laughs) So I would say the biggest thing for right now is we want people to learn more about our product, our company, and the problem of, indoor air pollution so visit our website it is algenair.com the aerium is for sale it ships for free you can also sign up for our email list if you kind of want to learn just more about what we're doing follow us on instagram or facebook and if you happen to be listening and already have an aerium please share photos of your aerium in your home and your office tag us in it we would love to see them
0: all right Those. Sol- that was a solid ask right there now uh, let's just get another one from from daniel
1: absolutely that was uh she really she really took all my bullet points there but uh yeah I, w- I would encourage people to just uh read more about algae uh and and realize the the unbelievable unbelievable potential of it uh and i guess if i take the theoretical road here uh really fundamentally change the way you think about algae because it's not just a uh, pond scum in your pool and now i have to chlorinate my pool uh, or you know it's not a pest uh, it's the reason that our oceans are sucking up 40 percent of the carbon dioxide that we're spewing out i mean it's it's really got unbelievable potential and we can realize that uh, by bringing it a little closer to our own homes
0: all right well, thank you both of you for coming on. I now thank know. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, thank you I you so much. No, for sure. I Definitely feel like this is one of those where like I totally understand a whole new industry. or I don't understand a whole new industry, but I'm now introduced to a new industry which I can now learn about. And thanks to both of you. So thanks for coming on. Keep it up with what you're working on, and best of luck. And hope you hope you both have a great rest of your day.
1: Thank you. You too. And uh, let us know if we can help if we can help you with
0: anything. Absolutely. Okay. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into that episode. I hope you really enjoyed it. And luckily, there's another one coming up real soon. But before then, I have a couple things to tell you. First, if you're listening to this and you think you're working on something cool or you think you're smart, hit me up on Twitter. I am at Matt underscore Sherman, and that is Matt with one T. So hit me up. Shoot me a DM. And I'm happy to check out what you're working on. And maybe we can get you on the pod. But at the very least, I'm happy to give you feedback on your product or project or startup. Lastly, if you can please rate this podcast in the iTunes store, that would be awesome. I'm trying to get up in the rankings so more people can discover these awesome founders. And the only way to do that, or one of the ways to do that, is growing with rankings. So if you like what you're listening to, please just go on to the iTunes store and give it five stars or four, you know, or three. I'm not going to tell you what to give, but just tell whatever I deserve, you
2: should rate that. With that, I'm signing off. See you next time.